Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two story building. Beautiful place, uh, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out, Southeastern, on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia, on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff. man. if you've never had Chinese bao, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. I am Justin Hokinson. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, this is the Auburn Live show, part of AuburnLive.com on Three Sports Network. Sorry, I've been away for a couple of days. Uh, we've had a bye week, um, so a little bit less media availability. I've also been under the weather, so I've been kind of dealing with that. Um, just not quite up to uh, recording a, a show, um, but we're back at it. 
um, and uh, we'll get you ready for the weekend. Just kind of wanted to pop in, say, hey, catch up on on sort of what's been going on with Auburn Athletics um, as the Tigers prepare for this bye week in uh, in football. Um, we uh, we talked to Brian Harson Wednesday. Um, he was uh, on with the SEC teleconference, um, and so we got a chance to talk. We don't we didn't have our Monday. Um, session with him. Normally we have Mondays um, with Brian Harson. We didn't have that because of the bye week. So we talked to him for about 10 minutes on Wednesday um, and uh, on the SEC teleconference. And um, it's pretty interesting. Um, he, he gave us a couple of updates on some players. Owen Papo still banged up as a game time decision with an ankle injury. Austin Troxel, yeah, oh man, Austin Troxel, he just can, he continues to have knee issues. You know, he's had multiple knee surgeries in his career, and he continues to have these knee problems, which is why uh, Killian Zaire got the start against Arkansas. Uh, Zaire played pretty well, was was offensive lineman of the week for Auburn. Um, and so Brian Harson said those guys are kind of going to be a game-time deal moving forward. Apparently, Zaire did, did, did well enough to create some competition, even if Troxel come, comes back healthy. So we'll kind of just have to see how that goes, but that's not a bad thing. Um, they need Owen Papo back. I mean, he's been out four games now, and uh, I don't know what the injury is, but it, it, it's very much something that they don't want to push it. Um, you know, he said, I know he wants to play, Harson said, so hopefully we can get him to a point where he can play at the level he wants to be at. So that that says, you know, could he go play right now? Probably, but but he wouldn't be, you know, he's not going to be as effective as Zacoby and Chandler, so they're not going to push it. They need to get him back to 100%. The bye week comes at a great time, though, because um, you just played Arkansas – Zacoby McLean had 15 tackles. Chandler Wooten had 10 tackles. Those guys are beat. They're tired. Uh, and now you're about to have a bye week. That's huge. But then you're about to play Ole Miss, who's going to run a very high-paced uh, offense. And so, boy, you would really like to have Papo out there so that you could rotate those three linebackers. Um, if it's just on McLean and, and Wooten again, against Ole Miss, they're, they're going to be tired. And Ole Miss is going to have some success running the ball <clears throat> just because of the the tempo um, and things like that. So that's kind of the injury updates. Um, other than that, Auburn's pretty healthy, um, it appears. So that's good news. That is good news. Um, we talked to Harson on Wednesday. We asked him about Bo Nix, obviously coming off what a lot of people consider his best performance of his career, I certainly, you know, couldn't make that case. Um, you know, I went back and looked at at, at at his games throughout his career. He's had some really good games. I think people forget um, that he, he – I mean, his freshman year, he had a number of really good games. You just kind of remember Florida and the Swamp or South Carolina. You remember some because, you know, it's kind of like when it rains, it pours. When he plays poorly, it, it, it it's really – poor. Um, and so you remember those things. Um, uh, but he's had some really good games in his career. Uh, as far as like passer rating this, this past week against Arkansas, it was his fifth highest, uh, according to college football Um, but you take into account the other four ahead of that, the, the, the other four games that he had a higher passer rating, three of them were at home. So only one other one was on the road. And that was, 
Um, boy, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But I, I would say it's probably not quite as good a team as Arkansas um, in, in these circumstances. So I, I, mean, I think you take all of that into consideration when you say, hey, it might be Bo Nick's best game of his career. You know, you consider he was just benched a few weeks ago. You're coming off losing to Georgia. You're on the road. Um, and, and he puts that type of performance out there. So I think all things being considered at the junction of his career, at the junction of this Auburn season, um, you know, it was it was definitely one of, if it wasn't his best, it was certainly, you know, one of, if not his most important performances. Even, even the 2019 Iron Bowl, look, Auburn won that game, but they probably had no business winning that game. I mean, two pick sixes, right? Bama misses a field goal. I mean, a lot went Auburn's way in that game. Bo played fine, um, but he didn't he didn't play as well as he has in some others, including that Arkansas game. Like so, that was a big win that he quarterbacked and he led. But I wouldn't say that that performance was better. You know, um, that's his best win overall, that or Oregon. Um, but he didn't play as well in those games. Um, this Arkansas game, he was he was fantastic, fantastic. Um, throwing darts and dimes and I mean just his ball placement even if you go back I wasn't really vocal about this after Akron game one because you know I didn't want to be looking you know I can be a little cynical and I didn't want to be a you know looking at the negative or whatever but you go back and look at that game and he had a great game against Akron like 90 percent or whatever but even some of those passes were not all that accurate like Akron's not good and, and, and even some of the passes, if you go back and look, you know, I mean, he completed them, but th- they could have been better. They could have been better passes. Arkansas, that was, that was a different story. I mean, those passes were right where they needed to be, uh, right where they needed to be. And so uh, he, he, it, was probably, it was probably as sharp as he's ever looked in his career, so kudos to him. But we talked about, we asked Brian Harson about Bo Nix's improvement this year. And um, I thought his answer was interesting because it's the, it's at least the second time I remember. He did it after Penn State, too. It's at least the second time I remember where a question's been asked about Bo Nix. And his answer has involved the rest of the team on offense. Um, and that's how it should be when it's quarterback. But it's, it's so easy, right, to criticize the quarterback. And, and he's the one you see the most of. Nobody's watching the right guard um, all that much, right? But he said, um, Harson's quote was, Bo, like hopefully everybody, is improving at his position. He's learning each game. As we watch what went well and what didn't go well, um, you try and learn. Bo's a student of the game. He said that. But he says, I also thought the guys around him played better. It was good to see some execution from more guys on the offensive side than we had had in previous games leading up to Arkansas. That was an improvement. There are guys in all phases making progress. Bo is certainly one of them. I thought he threw well, made good decisions, and ran effectively. Those were all factors and it, uh, that he worked on, and it showed up in the game. That's the whole identity, making progress, and, and he's no different. Um, and I just thought, you know, Brian Harson. the more I listen to him, the more I'm impressed I am at his approach, um, and, and especially his approach in kind of dissecting play and being fair. Um, you know, he could have easily answered that question and said, oh, man, Bo, I mean, what, what a story, right? Bo, you know, plays one of his best games of his career. Um, Bo is just fantastic, right? He, he could have done that. And he did give credit to Bo, but he also made it a, kind of a point again 
we keep hearing these questions being asked of Harson about Bo Nix, and the fans do the same, and all the attention's on Bo Nix, um, because he has been a little bit of a roller coaster the, the first two years. We know that. Um, but but he always gets the question. And it's Harson has a way of not quite like Sab- Saban will just attack. Like Saban will lay down the law if he's trying to send a message. If you ever hear his, his press conferences, you know, Saban will just go off, and it's his way of sending a message. Um, Harson doesn't do that. But I do think Harson finds ways, like good coaches do, of talking about the things that are important that, that he would like the fans to pick up on. I, I really do. I think he says things and talks about things hoping that fans will read this and and pick up on <clears throat> that that you know mantra if if you will whether it's about culture um whether it's about you know building the program or attention to detail or whatever it is I do think sometimes Brian Harson is trying to inform the media and also the fans like this is what we're going to do. This is why it's important. And he, you know, he, he can really be long-winded in those answers. But I think it's because he's speaking to somebody. He's not just giving you an answer for the media and then moving on. And so the point is, he's now done twice a question about Bo Nix. He has turned that into, yeah, Bo played well, but so did the guys around him. In other words, we, we keep asking about Bo Nix. Bo, 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 Bo. Um, and, 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 and Brian Harson's like, look. The, the, Bo can be as good as he wants to be, but but if the line doesn't do their job and receivers don't catch the ball, then it won't matter. And so it's one giving credit to the guys around him and not giving Bo all of the um, you know negative or positive feedback, right? Like if Auburn loses, it's Bo Nix's fault. If they win, it's Bo. It's because of Bo Nix. Well, I think Harson's trying to sort of take that off of him a little bit and say, you know, if we win, it's not all because of Bo, and if we lose, it's not all because of Bo. And I thought he made a good point about. You know, just talking about these guys um, playing better around Bo Nix. And he's right. He's right. The team executed pretty well. I mean, he had a couple false starts. But, I mean, other than that, he had a, a drop or two. Nothing crazy. The the, the, the the drop by Landon King was kind of off his fingertips. Tough catch. Probably should catch it. And there was one other drop. <clears throat> I just can't remember where it is. But they played great. I mean, Shedrick Jackson had some great catches. Demetrius Robertson's 71-yard touchdown. That ball was tipped. Um, and that's why he bobbled it. So he, he, you know, he played really well. But I just like Harson's messaging um, and uh, how he approaches, just how he's looking at the team, how he's looking at the game. It's just different than the way fans are going to look at it. I mean, he's just very. If you it just, I would just highly recommend people to to get on Auburn Live and read on Mondays. I try to post as many of his quotes as I can. I don't try to pull stuff out. I really try to give you a lot of stuff. I try to give you block quotes from him. I want you to read his full answers. Um, and I would encourage you, if you're not, to be a part of Auburn Live. And on, on those Mondays, and then after the game, I do the same thing. I call it the final word with Brian Harson, And I try to give you as much of what he said, if not everything he said. Um, you don't need to hear a bunch from me. I want you to read what he has to say. And... Uh, and and just listen to every word. I think his approach is is right on. So that was that was interesting. I thought. Um, and then you know, here's another good example of who Brian Harson is. And I've been I've been saying it on on our message boards at AuburnLive.com and on Twitter. I mean, the guy's just hard to impress. I mean, he just is. Watch him during a watch him during a game. 
Um, I mean, he's just stoic. And the one time he wasn't in that Arkansas game, it was actually pretty cool. If you go back and look, probably the most animated I've, I've seen him is when Nick's hit D-Rob on that 71-yard touchdown. I mean, Harson is pumped. He's smiling. He's pumping his fist down the sideline. Like, that's as, that's as much as you're – I mean, that's a lot for him um, during a game. He's just going to keep it even keel. Um, but, but, but you have to know who Harson is to know why he's that excited. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. He's excited because they come off a fourth down stop. They decide, hey, let's take a shot. So they make a strategic decision to take a shot. They run a play that they've practiced and they execute it. I promise you that that's why Hart, he's not he's not pumped because they scored a touchdown. He's pumped because that whole sequence worked well. That whole sequence worked well. They came out and said, let's take a shot. All right, what do we want to do? Hey, let's go to this play we've been practicing. Okay. Executed perfectly. Touchdown. That's what he's happy about. Um, I heard Lane Kiffin, um, <clears throat> I can't remember if it was somewhere around the Tennessee game, but I heard him talking about how he approaches offense, and he was kind of similar. He's like, look, I don't – if we score a touchdown but we do a bunch of things wrong, that doesn't really excite me. He goes, what excites me is when we do everything right. If we execute it perfectly, that's when I'm pumped. If we score a touchdown but it probably shouldn't have been thrown to him or, you know, there was a missed block and we just kind of got lucky, that, that's, that doesn't really do much for me. I feel like that's Harson. He wants to win, but he wants to see things being developed and built that will last. So that play, that string of decisions on get a fourth down stop, make a decision, run a play you've practiced, execute it, that is why he was running up and down the sideline so excited. Um, and so that's who Brian Harson is. So he was asked about Roger McCreary on Wednesday, who I thought probably had his best game this season. He had five tackles, three pass breakups, almost had a pick of K.J. Jefferson. And um, Brian Harson said this. He said, Roger's gotten better since we've been here. That's, co- that's Coach Etheridge, Coach Mason. The things we're doing on the defensive side are helping him. He's progressing himself as a player. He's trying to improve and make strides every week in this game. He's been steadily getting better. And then he says, he does a good job that way, plays special teams, but he's like everybody else. In my opinion, he has a long way to go to maximize his ability and his understanding of the game. Now, this is a guy, Roger McCreary, who coming into the year had some late first-round grades, probably a second-round pick. I doubt he falls to the third round. I guess he could, but that – that I mean, he, he's got the physical capability um, and, and the skills, I think, and the instincts to be a second-round corner. Um, but again, you have one of Auburn's best players. Um, and it would be really easy for Harson to say, I, he, he was great. He's fantastic. You know, he's, 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 he was so good. He had five tackles and he's one of our best players and he's one of our best leaders. And, 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 uh, he just really played well and he could have left it at that, but he didn't. He adds, but he's like everybody else. In my opinion, he has a long way to go to maximize his ability and his understanding of the game. And I thought, man, that that is Harson. You know, that's Harson. He's not not praising McCreary. He he is. He thinks Roger McCreary is great. I mean, he has no no issues. It's not a shot, obviously. It's just that's who Harson is. He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good, good player, good game. But I still think he can be a lot better. There's a long way to go for him. 
that's how he views everybody. I mean, even about Bo, I mean, he could have been like, man, I'm so proud of Bo. He's come back the last three weeks and so proud of him. But he just kept it even keel. Yeah, yeah, played great. But everybody else played well too. And that helps, you know. So that's what's so impressive about kind of his stance on on how he approaches these things and whether it's McCreary or Knicks or anybody else. I mean, he just has a way of of uh of doing it. And like I said, I, I don't know how things are gonna turn out for Brian Harson at Auburn. There's too many things that can go into that, right? Injuries, missing out on a recruit. Um, just the ball bounces your way. I don't know what what the future holds for him in terms of championships. But his approach of building a team and a program and a culture and all that, I, I don't see how you can complain with that. I don't see how you can say that that's the wrong way to do it. He's got complete control of what's going on. I don't think the program's going to get out of control under Brian Harson. Um, I mean, it. so past that, we'll just have to wait and see. But in terms of none of that can happen without a good foundation – or I should say a long-lasting good program can't happen without a good foundation. And, and I don't see anything from Brian Harson that says that, it, that he's not building a, a good foundation. Um, I, I, it's just all really, it's just all really, really impressive. So that's kind of it football-wise. Look, Auburn's on a bye week, um, getting ready for Ole Miss. That's a 6 p.m. kick um, in two weeks or in a week, I guess now, um, on ESPN. That'll be a big game. We'll have to wait and see if Matt Corral, who might not play against LSU, like what's the injury status with that. But should be an exciting game that weekend. Big football recruiting weekend. Big basketball recruiting weekend against Ole Miss. Um, make sure you're at AuburnLive.com subscribing. We're running down the top basketball players on the roster. We've run through 11 through 6 so far. We're ranking and giving you analysis so you can get to know this team. Um, we've got hoop scoops, war room. We've got all that good stuff up. So if you're not a subscriber to AuburnLive.com, go subscribe to AuburnLive.com. Uh, we'll keep it short and sweet today. I'm still a little bit under the weather. I'll come back, be a little bit more healthy. I guess I needed a bye week as well. So appreciate everybody joining us again. AuburnLive.com. Subscribe. Be a part of the community. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit KS Gambling Help 
Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.